Pirlo afinando, ya cobra, pelota por arriba. Broadcasting before and probably after the rapture. It's the Drew Marshall Show. That's right, folks. That's the announcer from the 1972 Summit Series. Team Canada, when Paul Henderson scored the winning. <laughs> oh, that is the longest goal ever announced. On on uh, on television, I think. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us from somewhere on some golf course, somewhere is Mr. Paul Henderson. Paul Henderson, what's going on there, big guy? Well, I'm sitting in my library uh, with my feet up, and it's not all bad. It's not all bad at all. Can you imagine if hockey announcers announced goals like that? Yeah, yeah unbelievable. Then, well, I guess they got to do the next one, so they they go at it. Well, they only score what two goals a game, maybe. So you got enough air in you to say goal for about five minutes. Uh, there you go. There yeah. you go. Well, folks, uh, I don't know if you recognize this man. His face is on a stamp. When did that happen? Oh, a long time ago, back in the 90s. And I'm not any better looking today either. That's the bad part. That's a true story. True story right there. <laughs> Canadian icon, NHL alumni, Hall of Fame inductee, Team Canada 72 hero. Played over a 1,000 games in his professional career in the uh, NHL and WHA. Boy, I almost forgot about the WHA. What are your memories of that? Oh, they're great memories. Well, the best thing I ever did was getting away from Harold Ballard. It was uh, perfect. <laughs> you know, he scored 376 goals. Is that accurate, Paul? 376 goals? Uh, that's what they tell me. Do you remember the very first professional goal, and did you keep the puck? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I remember it very, uh, very vividly. Pitt Martin and Parker McDonald assisted on it. We were in Chicago, and I got a breakaway on... Uh, uh, Glenn Hall and put it right up over his right shoulder and uh, I've been celebrating ever since <laughs> Okay, I want to read to you a quote I read the other day and listen to this It isn't really under wraps he said with a smile it's, It kind of sits around my house When the kids were smaller they played hockey with it They batted around The dog bit it So it really isn't under wraps It's just that you're not in the right location Do you know that quote? Do you know who said that? Uh, Woody Stapleton. Yeah, Stapleton, and that would be about about the puck that was yeah. th that you scored, that you used to score the winning goal in the seventy. He has the puck. Yes. Well, when the game was over, I mean, the last thing I ever thought of was picking up the puck at that point. But uh, he was on the ice when the game's over, and if you watch the film, you can see him making a bit a beeline for the puck. And uh, we've been trying to get the guy to give it to either the Canada Sports Hall of Fame or the Hockey Hall of Fame, but. But he's got it in a shoebox somewhere, and that's where it sits. I'm surprised people haven't broken into his house to get this thing. You know, it's kind of a big well, deal, this puck. Well, it's a non-district uh, puck. I mean, there's no markings on it. It's just a black and white puck like a, a 10 million other ones in this uh, country. And uh, nothing special about it. So that's why I guess he's maybe kept it. Have you ever phoned up Stapleton and said, buddy? Let's go. Give, give me the puck. Well, well I've asked him. But I'm not the only one on the team. You know, like, what's... What's the value of having it in a shoebox somewhere? I don't know. Maybe he's trying to sell it at some point or whatever it is. Who knows? But Who knows? Whitey's Whitey, and so uh, he's got it, and he can do what he wants to. How was Sudbury? You were there recently, were you not? Yeah, we were. My wife and I spoke up there last week, uh, last Thursday night, as a matter of fact. 
And you were doing uh, like a like at a church, a God talk or something, or well, marriage? Well, it was or? Uh, no, uh, uh, a church put an outreach together and brought a lot of people that probably not interested in going to church. And uh, Ellen and I were able to share our faith journey and how we've uh, worked the Lord into our lives. And and we do that a lot actually. So yeah. we're actually we're going out to Lake Louise and doing a thing on marriage here uh, the first weekend in June. Oh. I think eighth, ninth, or something like that. So we enjoy doing it not all bad to get your wife away to a nice place have some nice meals and and uh share our journey paul do you, do you think you've uh, i think i know the answer to this but i want to ask you anyway do you think you've changed the way you sell jesus well i've never been a seller of jesus uh i i i, I would take offense to that uh, story or that line maybe and maybe it's an interpretation of it but i don't preach it anybody we just say this is what this is how we got here, and this is the impact it's had on our marriage, our children's lives, and our lives. And so we just throw it out there. I respect an atheist, an agnostic, or whatever your religion would be. And so I never tell, I never sell Jesus, but I certainly tell people the impact he's had in my life. And now with, you know, with cancer and that kind of stuff, that gives you the freedom, I think, to talk about that a lot more freely. But have you, like... You know, we talked about this last time you were on our show. I think you've lightened up because there were back in the day, boy, you get up my nose about. Well, you're you know you you have the ability to get get into up in people's grill about about Jesus. <laughs> well, I I think you no, know, where I get in people's face, the people that call themselves Jesus and are just muddling along and missing the whole value of being a Christian. I mean, I don't get up people's noses that aren't that don't call themselves Christians. In fact, I'm very, very patient there. But what irks me is just it's like you have a guy on the hockey team that goes out there, fiddle farts around, and not uh, you know get in the game or get out of it. And so, uh, yeah, I would say with a lot of guys that I thought could have been doing a lot more with their life, I've probably tuned up a few of them over the years. But <laughs> but nobody, and you too, my friend. And but the, the reality is nobody ever arrives, and I certainly haven't arrived either. But I'm pretty passionate about my walk with the Lord. And, and if God is who he says he is, Drew, the greatest thing you will ever do is spend time with God and live your life in a manner worthy of him on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's not getting up tight and being a goody two-shoe. It's going out there and enjoying the best there are. Like it's, I, I feel it's a, a sin to drink cheap wine, as a matter of fact. So, you know, I think God, you know... He created us to enjoy the journey. Uh, like, I have cardinals out of my back garden. I can sit out there and entertain myself for an hour just looking at the trees and the flowers and the birds. And, and just so many people go through life and they get caught up in the hubbub of making money and doing this, doing that, running after pleasures and never taking time to slow down, to take time with the Lord. And I really try to encourage people to... Don't miss one of the greatest opportunities in your life. And to me, one of the greatest things, greatest gift we have on earth is spending an hour or two with the Lord. Folks, Paul Henderson on the phone. Paul, uh, I have heard that um, that you're healed, that you're fixed, that we don't need to keep you know keep praying for you anymore. No, that's a lie. Okay. That's a lie. <laughs> I still have cancer. I've <clears throat> got a brutal cold right now, but I'm getting better a little about too. But I just, uh, I, I'm doing really well, Drew. I get into that clinical trial down in uh, the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, and uh, it's absolutely saved my life. Uh, and, but the reality is I still have cancer. There's not a cure yet. There, I mean, 
the whole idea is to try to stay long, uh, stay alive long enough till they find a cure. But in my case, I am really, my body is really responding well to this experimental drug, um, a lot better than a lot of other people. So I got one day at a time, and I got today, and I'm going to try to live it the best way I can, and down the road we go. So, But I still have cancer, and my body, I know I have cancer. There's some, you know, things going on that you know you have cancer. I don't want to know about. So don't quit. Don't quit praying, okay? Okay. All right. Don't ever ask it. That's one of the reasons I am alive. Um, well, I, you know, this kind of brings to mind the uh, Canadian health care system. I mean, for Paul Henderson to need to go to the states to get something done, what does that say about us up here? Well, there wasn't the drug wasn't uh, available in Canada, Drew. It was like winning the lottery, really, and very, very fortunate uh, to get into it, but. Uh, this drug was produced in the United States, and it, it actually it just became. I've been, I'll be on it now three years in this August, but it was just uh, okayed for Canada back in the fall, in uh, actually November of this year. So uh, there are there are people on it in now in Canada for sure. Wow! Wow! Well, okay. A um, couple of uh, last questions here, and then we'll let you go. Let you get back to your uh, to your life of leisure in your library and your cardinals and. Um, your glass of Metamucil there. Um, <laughs> what what uh, what do you think about this new coach the Leafs have? What do you think, Paul? Well, I think hope springs eternal. You know, you, 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 I, you know, I'm the eternal optimist. Like you know that, and so this, you know, you would think that it has to be pretty beneficial. And I, I think that the other side of the coin is like, like I really like Mark Hunter, and I think he's really an astute guy. So I think they got some people they have never drafted well in their lives, and so. I think Detroit has a wonderful record there, and obviously he must have had a, a say in that. Obviously the coach, coaches or the scouts come and talk to him about it. So I, I think there's great upside. I really I really do. And, uh, you know, eight, nine million a year has got a nice ring to it as a coach, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It very much does. All right, well, listen, Tampa Bay over the Rangers, uh, 2 nothing last night. So Tampa Bay is in the show. Tonight, Anaheim versus Chicago. Can I just tell you, I actually had to look that stuff up because I don't care anymore. How bad is that? Well, you know, I think that's... Well, i got to admit, I haven't watched any of the games. When the Canadian teams uh, sort of go out of it, I tend to lose a little bit of interest, too. And so I haven't seen any of the last games. But I'm in the morning, when I get up, I'm always, you know, I grab the paper. I wonder who won last night. And, and I was really pulling for Tampa. I, I was really... I'd like to see them uh, do well and... And it's but it's a flip of the coin, and again tonight I haven't a clue who's going to win the seventh game. But it just seems Chicago are just able to come up so well in these uh, situations. So, yeah. But now I'll pick it up in the finals again. Somebody I, I probably will watch a little more. Somebody was quoted as saying the two most exciting words in sports are seventh game. You know, I I think this is gold. This is absolutely fantastic stuff. And uh, now, uh, did you do you remember Scott O'Neill? Remember him? Oh, sure. Oh, for sure, up at Teen Ranch. Yeah, well, Scott, yeah, I think he's an assistant coach with the Rangers, so he's going to be golfing uh, today, for sure. Um, but I just just finally, I want to just leave it with this, Henny. You must have, you've been around long enough, and you've got enough uh, friends in the God scene, uh, in the Jesus scene in particular, that have, um, uh, I'm sure some of them have said, oh, I'm, not, I'm not into it anymore. I, I'm just not into it anymore. Has that happened to you? I can't think of one. Come on! Well, I think there's some guys. You know, I think there's some guys that maybe sort of fallen off the to the side of the tracks a little bit and got, you know, maybe involved in some other places. But I don't know one person that's walked away from their faith. 
none of the guys in any of our groups, and we've got the thousand of them, I don't know anybody that said, you know, I don't believe this anymore. And But t- t- people go through some difficult times. I mean, you know, things happen. And, uh, and t- t- tough things happen in families, and, uh, and it causes people to really, you know, uh, question their faith. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think God, I, I don't think God has any th- problem with anybody uh, questioning who he is. Uh, but I think of anybody, if you really look at it, if you look over your shoulder, like, you know, I got 32 years experience living, you know, pre-Christian. And uh, since 75, I've lived for the Lord. And I can tell you, Drew, if I was 99.9% sure there was no God, I wouldn't change a thing. The quality of life I have, the inner quietness, the peace, the purpose I have in my life today, uh, 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 I wouldn't change a thing for sure. But I think when you start to drift, it's like everything else, you start to drift, and you can definitely fall away, and the Bible you know, tells you that. And I think, too, I'm really fortunate because I've always been in men's group, and I'm always trying to mentor people and that kind of stuff. And when you're doing that, you're around, uh, like C.S. Lewis would call that good infection. And when I'm around people like Mel Stevens, Mel and I can sit down and, and uh, you know, we'll st- talk for an hour, pray for a while. and I always feel better afterwards. And anybody that loves the Lord, anybody, any time I have, I have lots of friends that love the Lord, and I spend time with them. I am so lifted up. And so I've made sure that I've surrounded myself with uh, uh, in that kind of an environment. Mm. Now I go out into the world a lot too, but you know I don't stay there. I mean, Sunday for me, I go to church and get in tune with the Lord, and and obviously every morning. I'm really fortunate. I'm a morning person, and my wife, uh, I get up in probably an hour and a half, two hours before she does, and so I have all that time just to sit there, think about the Lord, read Scripture, and just openly talk about them, the things that are, you know, and obviously I got a bunch of people that are fighting cancer that I pray for every day and, mm. and guys like you, they're hoping that you'll get your feet on the ground again. And so, you know, there's, a, there's a, you know, there's, there's no, there's no, uh, um, well, I say there's just a lot of people need a little help, including you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So you're still going to church though. Oh, yeah, for sure, okay. for sure. Love right. it. I, I'd love to go to church. Well, let me... Because I don't have any responsibilities there. I've told them, like, I don't want any... On Sunday, I've given out all the week. I need a place just to go and sing and relax. I don't have to think about finances. I don't think about this or that. Yeah. And so I'm very protective of that. We are doing a little contest, which we're going to talk about when we say goodbye to you in just a second. It's called the Get Rid of Your Pastor contest. Yeah, have you yeah heard? I heard that. I heard that on the commercial. Well, it, this is a chance for people to, to call into our show and write into our show and tell us how amazing their pastor is, and then we'll do a random draw, and that pastor and their spouse will win an $1,800 weekend away at Cranberry Village. Have you ever been oh, up there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty nice place. Anyway, so uh, so make sure that uh, you uh, you write us a note about your pastor. Maybe they'll win, Paul. Okay. okay. Well, we just got a new fellow, Britt, actually. He's only been here for about uh, six weeks, eight weeks now. So Blimey. Great sense of humor, down-to-earth down to guy we love. Good, good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, a guy who has, um, I don't know, been one of the steadiest, from a distance, you know, we're not tight, uh, steadiest spiritual influences on me, uh, Mr. Paul Henderson. I appreciate you, man. I do too, buddy. I pray for you most every day. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome, buddy. Don't quit on me. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> You're a lifer. <laughs> okay, we'll talk again, sir. Thank you. Okay, Have buddy. a good weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is a little clip of Paul Henderson scoring the winning goal. Have a listen to this, folks. Here's another shot. 
Sick of your pastor, minister, rabbi, or imam preaching every single weekend? Want to get rid of them? Then it's time to give them the Cranberry Village experience. Look, we all know they deserve to get away from you for the weekend, but you need to give us the inside scoop. So to nominate your pastor and their spouse to win an $1,800 weekend away at Cranberry Village, simply go to drewmarshall.ca and click on the man being thrown from a cliff. Then fill out the form and explain why you want to get rid of your pastor. Then on July 25th, we'll randomly draw the winner, which means that the more individual submissions from your church, the greater chance of your pastor winning this. A getaway for two at Cranberry Village, which includes a two-night stay at the Living Water Resort in a one-bedroom condo. A round of golf for two with a lesson from the golf pro. Spa session for two. Dining for two at Memories Restaurant or Agua Tapas and Wine Bar. Bicycle rentals and boating for two. This prize package is valued at over $1,800. But wait, there's more. We'll also read the top 12 stories during our shows in July. You know, the stories that made us laugh, cry, or stand in awe of your pastor. Then we'll randomly draw from these 12 stories on July 25th and the winner with one of the best reasons to get rid of their pastor will win this. A getaway for two at Cranberry Village, which includes a one-night stay at the Living Water Resort, deluxe room plus one of the following, a round of golf with cart for two, a spa session for two, outdoor bicycle and marina experience, or dining for two at Memories Restaurant and Agua Tapas and Wine Bar. This prize package is valued at over $500. Let's be honest, it really is time to get rid of your pastor for a weekend. For more information, go to drewmarshall.ca and click on the man being thrown from a cliff. Remember, the more individual submissions from your church, the greater chance of your pastor winning an $1,800 weekend getaway at Cranberry Village in Collingwood. Submissions will be accepted until June 30th, 2015. One submission per person.